We're just celebrating Jesus today. And I'm blessed to have our guest with us on the line now. Her name is Laura Ackerman. She is the mother of many. She's uh, from Barn Swallows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a non-profit organization. They take care of abandoned babies and they have a home in Valterfreden Park called His Banner, of which Laura is the house mother. Laura, good day. And thank you for joining us on Radio Pulpit and Radio Cape Pulpit. Oh, no. Wow. It's a privilege. Thank you so much for having me. Laura, let's perhaps start right at the beginning. How Um, Did you get involved in taking care of abandoned babies? How did you discover this calling? Because I believe it is indeed a calling. Uh, You know, if I I start sort of at the beginning, uh, when I was in high school, um, I actually told my friend, um, and that, that was quite a long time ago, that I would, I am going to adopt a black child. And, um, you know, because we're on radio, I, I will tell you I'm white. And in those days, you didn't do something like that. Um, uh, but yet it was the Lord almost had put that prophecy in my heart. Mm. Um, and then when I met my husband, we often spoke about adopting and, and it was really something in our hearts. And um, we said, oh, but we'll first have biological children and then we'll adopt. But that took, that, that didn't happen. We did a, you know, we didn't put too much. Um, to it, we didn't try and uh, go for in uh, in vitro or anything like that. We just said, if the Lord wants to do it, He'll do it. Mm-hmm. So biological children never came, and we were in a mixed community church, and we went to visit a friend who just had a baby, and it was a black lady who just had a baby, and I was like, what are we waiting for? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in South Africa they always said it's difficult to adopt a white child, but we weren't even interested in a white child or a black child. We just wanted a child. Mm. You know, that was just in our heart. And, um, and when we saw this little guy, we just, we just knew it's time now. And that was September and the December of that same year then, um, Renee from Barn Swallows put our son in our arms. Um, it, you know, there's such a, a lot of detail that I could give, but it will just take too long. You know, I'm sure for another time we could, we could give the specifics. But, um, so that was our first son and his name is Josiah mm. and he's 10 now. He wow. was three months old when we got him. Yeah. And, you know, so now we have also got another child. We adopted her. at. Uh, we got her. We, she was also placed in our arms at three weeks old. And she's now eight. And we've got another little girl. She is three and a half. And she was placed in our arms at six months. Mm. Um, so those are our three children. That's the last one. We're still in the process of adopting. Um, and then uh, we kept talking to our pastor and saying, you know, we just feel there's more. There's more. We don't know what it is. And we've always had a heart for a children's home. We've even looked at properties where there were possibilities of starting a children's home. Um, but, yeah, uh, we just kept talking to him. And then Renee, the same lady from Barnswallows who was um, part of our adopting our children, Mm. She said, you know, she wanted us to be part of her NPO um, because we told and we said, wow, that is just, you know, we didn't even tell her what we were thinking about. And and so it came together like that. And we just knew God is just bringing this together now. And um, so what we had, we have um, a flat on our property, which we said to her, okay, we'll get ready for babies. And I started to realize over the months, this is not going to just be babies, actually. We originally thought it was going to be babies. 
Mm. And that was our heart, really, because we've been so blessed with our own children and the privilege of being able to adopt. We just wanted other people to have the same experience. Yeah. And um, But the Lord had other ideas for now. And uh, so when we got all our things together, um, we were phoned by um, Child Welfare to take in two children and then a month later, another two. And then a few months later, another little boy. So we've now on our property got eight children. Oh, wow. And we've, um, they've been here a year. So you can imagine it's all learning and mm-hmm. we are just looking forward to what the Lord is doing and where we're going. But for now, we're just putting one foot in front of the other and um, just trusting the Lord, you know, for, for what he wants to do here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, Laura, I, I, we're going to get uh, more into the testimony of uh, the house that you are having and the children that are there. But I want to just go a step back into your testimony. Um, talk to me about that. I don't want to call it a struggle, but that period, that journey of being married, not falling pregnant. You say you and your husband, you didn't put too much effort into it or try and go for IVF. But I'm sure that mm-hmm. as a young married couple, as we all know, sometimes there will be questions that you have. Did you ever go through any kind of struggle, be it emotionally, be it spiritually, about the journey of falling pregnant? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's so interesting because actually what the word was over me a long time ago <laughs> was that I would be the mother of many, but and then I will have my own. And I, I always kept that in my heart, and I kind of didn't quite understand it, but I, I you know, you put your own interpretations on these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, obviously in, in the beginning it was emotional, and we weren't quite sure what was going on. Um, there was disappointment, but I think I just – I had such a trust that the Lord just knew what he was doing, you know, mm. and um, that it, it wasn't, I think, for, as, as such a, a terrible time in my life as I think it could be for other people, you know, who mm. don't really have someone to turn to and think that know that God is in control of my life. I've given my life to the Lord. Um, I've said I want even my house, my, my life to be used for his purpose. Mm. So he knows what he's doing. He knows when it's time for if it's a biological child. Um, if it's an adoptive child, when they will come. That's why actually we waited almost 10 years before we started adopting because we just didn't want to put our own hand on things mm. and, and make things happen. You know, we wanted the Lord to do it. I, actually, I had this stubbornness in my spirit that said, Lord, I'm not going to go to a doctor. I refused to fall pregnant because a doctor did something. Um, you know, I wanted to see if the Lord wanted to do it, he would do it, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. So we went for artificial insemination twice, um, which I see for many people didn't really um, work. And, um, you know, it wasn't such a train smash for me. Um, I just knew God knows what he's doing and he's got his way for my life. Um, so like I said, that's why it took almost 10 years before we actually said, okay, you know what, we've been really dumb here. Why aren't we adopting, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was like God just turned a light on when we saw this little boy of my friend sure. and um, just knew it's time. It's time. Now is the time. Now we need to adopt because we had actually been to other homes to look. It's awful to say, to look at children because yeah. you know, you, it's, a, it's a terrible thing to have to do. You feel so uncomfortable. You don't want to choose a child. You know, mm. I think that was so much what was in our heart. We just wanted the Lord to have his way and give us the child that he wants to give us, you know. So to say, uh, okay, I'll take that child was just so awkward. Yeah. Um, so we even stopped doing that <laughs> until eventually somebody put a number in our hand, which was for Renee at Barnswallows. 
and said, somebody adopted a child through this lady, go and see her. And, um, oh, there's so much testimony behind every step that we took, you know. Mm. Incredible. um, Yeah. 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 Absolutely incredible so, to hear to hear the to hear the hand of God in the story is just absolutely incredible. And you know, uh, Laura, sometimes we don't want to talk about race, especially um, this time of the year, and it's 2023, <laughs> and you feel like when you talk about race, you are trying to sow division. But the truth is that there are still some challenges and healing and obstacles. Um, that we need to overcome as a society and even as a kingdom, especially as a kingdom, I think, um, as the kingdom of God. So Josiah played a very, very crucial role in this whole journey because he was the first uh, child uh, that came into the house. And I'm sure that um, yourself and your husband and Josiah, that that journey was interesting as well. In your community, you say you come from a diverse church community, but in mm. the community, perhaps in the shops, you know, when you were at mm. school, <laughs> did you ever experience yeah. any weird looks or anything um, that was uncomfortable for you? Yes, you, we, we did, you know, but uh, like uh, I, I, I did the same thing. I, I get stubborn <laughs> and yeah. I refuse. I refuse it, but but people do. I don't even notice anymore. But um, definitely, when we would walk around the shops, people would be looking. Um, and uh, I know for my husband, especially, it was quite uncomfortable. And I said, you know what? Don't even look at them. Don't even look at these people. And and you know what? Actually, what did make me angry was people would say, "But what about this child's culture?" Mm. And I wanted to say, "What is more important, a mom and a dad, or culture?" Mm. And I wanted to explain to them, if this child is not in my arms, he would be going to a children's home mm. where there's no culture per se, because it's different people in 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 the children's home that bring the children up and, and influence them. <clears throat> so people have got a lot to say about that about but the child's culture and 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 what's most important firstly this if i if people could hear this is that children need love and a mom and dad before they need culture yeah so yeah. i'm quite passionate about that one mm-hmm. you know um but you know we've learned so much we've we've had a lot of flack from parts of our family um you know our my husband's family is afrikaans and um yeah, so that was a, a very difficult for them, mm-hmm. and that was a big journey for us with them. Um, yeah, it's 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 it took a while even just to get together again because it it was so awkward. Yeah. But you know, when you decide to choose something that the Lord wants to do in your life, you must know there's other things that come against it and um, that will challenge you. So you mustn't think it's going to be roses, you know, yeah. when you when you decide something um, against. The, the the run of the mill. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's not going to just be easy. And you know, Laura, I, I'm a firm believer of kingdom culture. And, you know, sometimes uh, we celebrate our diversity, um, especially as South Africans or as Africans. And mm-hmm. I guess there, there's, there's beauty in diversity, but I often feel like sometimes our diversity is actually not such a good thing because we are so diverse and we're all holding on to our diversity, our differentness that we are struggling to get yeah. together and to do something uh, for God. And I yeah. believe in kingdom culture above all else. So why would you want to give a child anything else except for kingdom culture if, if it is within your 
your power to give them a beautiful home. What did Josiah teach you about yourself, Laura? That moment when you became a mother um, and uh, you holding Josiah, you are on this journey. What did he teach you about yourself? Goodness, that's a hard one because that feels like such a long time ago. But I I can tell you, I mean, children show you where you fall short. You Mm. know what I mean? Even now, having foster children, um, you realize, oh, I'm very short on this and very short on this. And you really need the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um, to do these things. But um, I must say at the moment, what I see is how love, I said to my husband, you know, it's amazing because you can see how love covers, you know, it says love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And I can see that with my kids, you know, how the things they do and are not right, but there's a grace, you know, when you love somebody. And I was thinking, for me, that shows me how God is with us, you know. Mm. And and you can get so angry and impatient with other people and, and even your own children. But you realize, sure, but how much does God cover me, you know, because mm. of his love for me? Mm. And it actually also comes back to the name of, of our home, is his banner, which comes from his banner over us is love. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how he covers us with love in all our mistakes and our you know, the things we've been through, but he covers it, you know, in his grace. It doesn't mean that, that things are necessarily right, but he's mm-hmm. he's willing to cover it with love and work through it with you, you know. Amen. Amen. So I must say children in general have shown me that. Amen. I, yeah. I do I do want to ask you, what does your life look like as the mother of eight children, um, some of them adopted, some of them foster in this children's home. What what does your life look like right now? <laughs> Very untidy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, wow, it's busy and you try and find your way every day and try not to, you know, lose your temper and and just to be patient and, you know, you understand that especially the foster children who have come in, you know, uh, they all, they're older. So then you're not, um, helping them from children, from babies, mm. you know, in your own ways. So you have to try and help them in a different way to, to, to overcome actually the things that they've been through. And it's, it's actually been quite a shock to see what some children have had to go through. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's challenging us amazingly. And actually, that's where the thing of um, lo- love colors, covers a multitude of sin, you know, mm-hmm. because there's so many things that happen that you can't believe a child can do. But yet God is saying, my banner over them is love. And you're like going, oh, you know, I, ha- I have to somehow find that love that God has enabled us to to love them with, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, sure, you know, the need out there for foster parents is actually amazing. I, I didn't know it until now, you know. Everyone always said, oh, there's so many children that need adoption. And I realize now, but, you know, um, it's difficult bring, bringing kids into your home at a certain age and they've been through things. Mm-hmm. And, and people also need to know that there's a need for that as well. There's children that are crying out for stability and a sense of, of knowing they're safe and they're loved, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big need for that. Um, sometimes they say that it's especially the older children that struggle to be either adopted or to even find a foster home. We spoke about 
um, older children um, and there being a need for foster parents. Now, I've heard um, over the many, many um, interviews that I've had over the years that they say it's very hard to find parents who's willing to adopt older children, children who perhaps are teenagers already, but they have a few more years that they actually need stability. Um, as you just said, why do you think that is and how do we help our listeners who might be thinking about fostering or adopting to overcome that challenge of the fear of fostering an older child who's already had some trauma. Yeah. You know, you you can I you just you really need to walk with with somebody in it. Um you need to have people that you could talk to. Even your pastor, a social worker, both in fact. You know, you need that spiritual guidance um from from your pastor so that you don't just jump in and do things. Um and obviously your your husband or your wife, you need to be together in it because it mm. is, it's, it's like a calling. Mm. It's a ministry, you know, um, and, and, but it's also God calls us to do it. You know, it takes, calls us to take care of widows and orphans. So you can't actually just put it on one person. We all need to say, could I be, could I be somebody that can stand up for this? You mm. know, um, look, I, 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 it's, it is a challenge, um, to take older children, but, um, firstly, not all of them, um, have behavioral, behavioral issues there are some that are, are, are not as traumatized as others but I think you know what is most necessary is to put prayer into it you know to just hear from the Lord that, that he can direct you in the way that you should go mm-hmm. and I don't think there's a it's, it's there's a need to be fearful of it you know because if you're walking in the Lord he can really show you um where to go and how to even help this child you know if you can think shame a child that is out in the world on their own they don't really have anybody standing with them mm-hmm. you know I, I can't think of anything more that that would that would please God, you know, that that you could stand with a child in need. Where do they go? Who do they turn to? Who can they look to? You know, mm. um. So it's a beautiful thing to do, um, for another human being, you know. And uh, I think it can only please God for you to be able to do that. Mm. But as I say, I think the important thing is to walk with the pastor and to be able to submit to what they're saying and um and to somebody who's in the the community of fostering and adopting and 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 definitely a social worker. And it's not so difficult. To get hold of a social worker, uh, you know, I mean, if any, you just find phone the nearest child welfare in your area. You could talk to somebody there, or I mean, anybody's welcome to phone me. I could try and direct you to different people that I've been in contact with as well. You know, mm-hmm. so but, what, um, there, yeah. yeah, no, you know, there is just such a great need, even for the older children, just to feel um, a sense of belonging and 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 the love, you know, that is actually due to every child. Every human being, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're listening and you would like those contact details, get your pen and paper or your cell phone ready to take down Laura's number as she has graciously offered um, to help direct you guys as well. I'll give those details to you in a bit. Uh, Laura, you know, when I hear the name of your orphanage, of this children's home, his banner, I immediately think, wow, this is a Christian organization. I already know the scripture reference. And in my mind, I'm thinking there must be so many churches supporting you guys there must be so many christian organizations uh, flooding to support you guys is that truly the case um that <laughs> you guys have a lot of support from the church or does there still exist a great need especially in this time yes you, you know um we there are um 
individuals that help us on the capacity that they're able to. Um, but, you know, for larger, like, financial things like schooling, um, that's, that's, we, we do need support in that area, mm-hmm. especially, like you say, it's interesting that you say at the end of the year, you know, there's, they, um, they need, there's a number of things that the schools are asking for mm-hmm. that are over and above even school fees. Not even to mention then our one boy starting um, grade one, then school uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that we do, we do need, um, uh, like I say, especially on the front of school fees and always things like groceries, obviously, are always uh, welcome, mm-hmm. you know, and always needed. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, we are still fairly new. So people are still hearing about us. And um, so we do need, actually, it would be wonderful to have um, a support um, yeah, that helps us just to be able to supply what we can to these children to, to help them to become um, as, as, you know, as a developed adults. But, um, you know, they don't struggle with these things that are, are on them at the moment as children, which no mm. child should really have, you know. Like, actually, we even need, um, we need to take some, one or two of them to um, what we call a forensic social worker, which is a big expense as well. And also they need play therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are also looking for someone to help us in that department. Um, yes, which all takes financial um, aid to, to do that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And uh, that is why the Church of God is here. We have to stand together. And as Laura said earlier, we also have a responsibility towards widows and orphans. And we thank you and your husband for opening up um, your home to these eight beautiful, beautiful children. Um, you mentioned earlier, Laura, that in the beginning it was a bit of a challenge for your husband. You also mentioned that it comes from an Afrikaans family and it was difficult for them to accept in the beginning. And that was just Josiah, your first uh, child. Now there's seven more. Yeah. <laughs> how, how are they coping? How, how are things now? And what has that journey looked like until now? I just hope they don't listen to the interview. <laughs> you know, it's very tough for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel so bad because I feel um, I'm almost, um, yeah, you know. But the truth is it's really not easy for for certain um, people, people mm-hmm. to just say it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. and to understand it even. And that's the diversity of our our country, you know. Yeah. But yet we've got other people. I can honestly say my parents made up for it. They were just amazing. Mm. They loved my children. They made them their own, you know. Um, so, you know, you cannot always beat people up because of the things that they've been taught and have not yet been freed from. Mm. But um, but we've challenged them. <laughs> yeah, we certainly definitely. challenged them. Definitely. And, definitely. Um, and I can say, you know, they've tried in, in, as, as in their capacity to to help. Um, you know, when they feel free to, mm-hmm. um, my, 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 my husband's, um, parents. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so they are, um, also a blessing, you know, but we also understand we don't try and force it on somebody, mm. you know, but, we, uh, you know, we need to understand that people have also grown up in certain ways. They've been through things that have molded them in a certain way and not to judge them for it, you know, Mm-mm. but just to, 
take what you can. You know, if, if there's this much love they can give us or this much love they can give my children, we're grateful for that. You know, because they have also have in many ways tried to stand with us, although, it, like I said, it is a challenge, but yeah. it doesn't mean they don't want to. Absolutely. It's just it's not always easy for them. I love yeah. what you're saying, Laura. And, and, and we've come a long way in that world. Yeah, I love what you're saying, yeah. Laura. And, and I think we can take it so much further, even into our our society as, as South Africa, if we can just have a bit of grace for one another and just understand one another, uh, our backgrounds, and that we are on a journey as a country and um, as a continent, we're on a journey. We need to really walk with one another in love and all our journeys look differently. Um, I lastly perhaps would like to ask you how the kids are adjusting. How are they feeling? I'm sure they are very happy to be able to be in this loving home uh, this season. What's their reaction to their brothers and sisters and just being surrounded by love? Well, you know, so we've been together for a year already. So, um, you know, when we started off, it was quite rocky. Uh, you know, everybody getting used to each other. You know, uh, I think what is good is that it's stable. It's a mm-hmm. stable home for them, you know, our foster kids, mm-hmm. which... um. I think is a blessing for them, you know, you know, sometimes honestly, we feel so much, we're falling short. Like you say, a love full of a home full of love. And then you feel, Oh Lord, is it, you know, you, we, like I said, that's what it's really taught us. We, 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 we so much need God in this, you know, and he's just showing us how we need to get to another level to be able to actually serve in this capacity because it is challenging um, with, 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 with children and, and the things that they come with. But, you know, I know God has put them here to um, give them stability and love, like you say, like you say, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, they also are just kids. They enjoy the things that go on here, you know, <laughs> simple things that kids like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, yeah. we're just on more or less like a normal home, you, you as best we can with eight kids. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, they are happy here, and I, I know they feel safe. You mm. know, um, we just like I said, we just need to still help them work through things that have happened to them that that bring um, fear and and anxiety. You know, and help them to actually adapt better to socializing with other children. Um, you know. And I, and I believe that's why the Lord has sent them here as well. You know that they they, they can get their healing. Amen. You know, he knows why He's sending them here. Yeah. Well, well, Laura, I want to thank you, your husband, and your families because when we make decisions like this to serve God and His people in different capacities, it has a great impact on not only our marriages but our extended families. You know, everybody is serving whether they want to or not. Everybody is involved whether they yeah. want to or not. Yeah. And so we thank all of you guys for being a blessing to these kids and for helping to facilitate healing and bring hope and love to them. God bless your family. Uh, for those people who might be listening and they perhaps want to come and just be a blessing to you guys at his banner in Valterfried and Park in Johannesburg, or maybe make monthly contributions to what you are doing. How do we do that? How do we get in touch with you? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, um, I can give you my phone number yeah. um, and I can give you our website. You can even look up this part of our testimony there that you haven't even heard on the website. Um, but my phone number is um, 073-217-1111. Mm-hmm. 
0732171645. There we have it. And I will give that number to you again and the website. It's www.hisbanner.org. There we have it. That's pretty simple. Hisbanner.org. Laura, I want to ask you, as you just said, now we've run out of time, but our listeners didn't even hear half of your um, testimony. Um, within two minutes, if there's anything that you'd like our listeners to take away from today's conversation or your testimony, what would it be? It would be to give yourself to the kingdom of God. You know, our lives are not about making it better for ourselves. Yeah. It's about serving the kingdom of God, as you even mentioned in the beginning. You know, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added unto you. Um, there's work to be done um, for the kingdom and the kingdom has come first. And we need to change our mindsets. Um, we've not been placed on earth to make things happy for ourselves, make things comfortable for ourselves. Although the Lord, as it says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. The Lord knows the desires of your heart and he, he sees them. But put your, 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 yourself first into, into the things of God. That is what I would like to tell people. Oh, glory to God. Thank you so much, Laura, once again, for being a great inspiration today. Uh, God bless you and may you have a blessed festive season with all your children. Thank you.